Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome to the A to A podcast. I'm Felipe Segura. This is Henry Mazariegas. Joey Friddle. And we are glad to have you guys here for our second podcast this year. Uh, in this podcast, we discuss issues revolving our missions down to Argentina and South America for the charity. And we just discuss general issues revolving around poverty, around the first world, third world, the relationship between the two. So we're excited for anyone listening, and let's get it started. So today, as the title of our episode kind of entails, are we are going to talk about money and its relationship to charity. Uh, you know, money is the thing that makes the world go round. Obviously, we've heard about it. Uh, it is something that is incredibly important for any charity or organization to use. Um, as a means of operating and helping out people. But I think that money in some ways doesn't actually get used appropriately when we're talking about charity and, and for a number of factors. Um, so I think we should start out with kind of the current landscape and how mo money flows right now. So money at this moment and charities usually works by first world countries. You know, we think of countries like the United States, countries in Europe, uh, other countries perhaps around, you know, in Asia kind of donate money, wealthier individuals, middle class individuals donate money, and then that money transfers over to the third world. So there is a bit of a disconnect when we're talking about a lot, a lot of the international charity work that is done. Uh, I think that sometimes you lose scope um, because the people donating, right, have a great intention. They want to help out with poverty around the world. It is something that everyone doesn't want to be poor, right, um, and is something that everyone has an understanding of, well, we need to help each other out. We need to help our brethren, our other human beings, um, help with all the travesties that or the cards that they're dealt. So I think that that's how the money flows, and I think that sometimes you run into kind of an issue where since they don't know what's going on in these third world countries, they're just blindly giving money, right? And they're just trusting the organization. And an organization that is collecting money in the United States and is doing work in Argentina or collecting money in the United States and doing it in Africa or whatever it might be, sometimes runs into the issue of it being so big and so disconnected from the problems in the third world because they're so focused on raising money in the first world that you, with the funds that they raise, they actually don't accomplish much. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Joey, what do you, what do you think? Yeah, along with um, the connections not really there between the organization and the community, that's one thing that I think A to A is really good at. We have a connection in the communities we work in. And again, with these material things, like sometimes with the money they buy toys and give it to the children, I don't know about you guys, but like it was the same song and dance for me where on Christmas when I'd walk down, open a present, get toys, be infatuated with it for two days, and then just lose sight of it and want something else. So there's no really long-term, long-term, I don't know, what's the word? Um, no long-term gain from it. It's just a short-term playing with these toys, and then that's that. I don't know. I feel like there's more that can be done with it. Yeah, you know, there's a there's an interesting story. I remember, I remember you guys when we were going down to Bariloche. So we were flying from 
Buenos Aires, the capital city of Argentina, down to Bariloche, which is this kind of uh, mountain town, a lot of outdoor activities. Beautiful had, place. Beautiful place. We had yeah. kind of done some work after. We were going to do some work with the Indian uh, tribes and reservations down there. Um, so we were meeting with a contact there, and we also went um, just for a few days off after a few weeks of charity work. And I met a guy, and he was American, so I you know, struck up a conversation. He was sitting next to me in the plane, and he explained to me that he worked with the Peace Corps down in Paraguay for you know uh, two years, and he was just relaying to me all the issues that they have. And when you think of the Peace Corps, I mean, you're thinking about a legit charity. I mean, these guys have like the best reputation that they're that money can get, or you know, mm -hmm. or prestige can get you. And I mean, he was telling us about how like these tribes down in Paraguay had essentially come up with some like false. Um, like way of like getting money and convincing people, the UN that they needed, you know, hundred thousand dollars and that there was this whole bureaucracy of people saying like, Oh look, we gave them all this money and they bought, you know, these tools for agriculture and it bettered their society. And like the whole system was set up to like show that it was a success. And I mean, for someone who was actually down there for two years and actually saw everything that happened, I mean, he told me like, look, he said, they just, took the money, bought all these tools that they said they were going to buy, and then they resold them for a cheaper price. And, you know, maybe they lost, they got 60 cents on the dollar for these tools, but, hey, they got money because it was given to them by the U.N. So uh, for them, I mean, it was kind of this 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 heist almost. And I, I think that that's sometimes something that we see when we worked in Chris Air. Um, I don't know, Henry, if you got any any thoughts on that. I know, I know that... Uh, when we were talking about what we were going to do for this episode, we we're talking a little bit about our, our project in Via Navidad, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And we really got into the uh, um, idea that is it better to give these people directly things, whether it be money or clothes or other things that food that charities typically give or like did we want to give them something more? something more long-term because obviously giving them money or clothes is a very short-term solution to the problem of poverty while we really wanted to actually give an impact on these people's lives where they actually remember you more than oh they're the people who came down and gave us these free things than it for being oh they're actually part of the community they understand what the problems are and they're trying to solve them yeah and i, I also think when we built that basketball court i remember like there was this big project we'd done. We built this like essentially like a concrete platform right outside of this chapel that like served two purposes, right? One, it was good because it helped the people of the community have like a meeting place that wasn't dirt that they could like set up tables and, and people could get together and it wasn't dirty, right? But also at the same time, like we put some basketball hoops there, right? We had built this concrete platform. So why don't you attach a couple basketball hoops there and, and have a place for kids to play a new sport, right? Because they're the only thing there was this dirt soccer field. I I, yeah. I don't know if you guys remember. I mean, yeah, that was yeah. that, but that was some of the most fun I had. I think we I don't think we talked about that last episode about how fun that was yeah. to uh, play soccer with them in that dirt patch. It just really felt like super down to earth. Having the mountains in the background, you're just in this shanty village and these bloody kids, knees. These kids, their world is this soccer game currently, and it was awesome. And so we we took away from that that. They love playing sports, and, you know, sports is a great way for conflict resolution and team building, you know, all these great um, 
properties that sports have. So, like, to put the basketball hoops on the platform was very important. But, yeah, I mean, I, I remember, though, right? So, like, we come back the next year. We're excited to see or hear about everything that this basketball hoop, like, how the kids love to play basketball. I mean, we I remember we, we started playing with them. They loved it. You know, also roller blade skating is a big thing down there as well. So it was like a place for kids to actually rollerblade because like you can't really do it that well on the dirt. Yeah, I mean it's not really a yeah, yeah. even like even it, things yeah. like dancing or like giving out food to other people. Yeah. It's such a good like common area for yeah. instead of the dirt. Yeah, and you, but, and you could tell like their oh sorry um their sense of community play. where it was like every time we came and we had like. I don't know, little snacks or something, they immediately went into, like, community mode and, like, they knew what they were doing. So it seemed like they were very community-oriented where this platform would help them even more so. But what, but one thing, and, yeah, that, like... And so, like, in, in that sense, like, obviously, huge success, right? But when we talk about the small part of adding those basketball hoops and being, like, this was gonna... You know, this was something that us high schoolers understood very well, right? We all played sports in high school, middle school. So we were very excited to kind of to share that side of our childhoods, right? Because, like, we would always go play basketball during our free time or whatever, right? So, like, this is something that we, we knew we could share with this community. And we were like, great. Like, these kids will probably be pretty good at basketball now when we come back, right? Like, they probably love it. And then we hear that, you know, some of the neighbors, like, took the basketballs away and only let them use it at certain times of the day and whatever, because, you know, the community, although together in a certain sense was also very disconnected. Right. And so like, mm-hmm. you know, people didn't want to hear the basketball bounce all day. Um, and especially for a lot of people who are unemployed and all they do is sit at home, you know, you hear the basketball bounce, it's annoying. So, um, and so in one sense, like, yeah, there was also that fence I could put up. I don't know who did that. Yeah, and and, government. and yeah, and, and in one sense, I think it was like great to build that, and like I don't think the the basketball side of it was like the main objective of building that platform. So, you know, it was a bonus, but seeing how the the dynamics of the community played out for something that was so like fun for us, and that we had so much interest on in how it was going to play out, and it didn't go that well, just the small basketball side of this this concrete platform, I think like opened my eyes towards the way, the, the thinking that like, you can't just build infrastructure projects and then say like job done. These people should like spring out of poverty, right? Like poverty and solving it, you know, you need to use the money wisely. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I mean, from the outside, right. You would, when you saw this community, you were like, okay, great. Let's put some concrete platforms down. Let's build some infrastructure. And these people, can live life way better. But the truth is, is, I mean, you know, you need to be smart and strategic and you have to know the community. And so I think that that's something that us starting small when we started A to A in high school and where we were only raising like a very minimal amount of money, we got a lot of perspective and a lot of, you know, intelligence about how do you spend money? Where is it going to make the most impact, right? Oh, yeah. And you got to think of additional factors like, if we put the money here, then what's going to happen? Like, if we put the money towards this basketball port, basketball court, the neighbors might complain. There's so many nuanced things you just got to brainstorm about and try to plan for. Yeah, and it seemed also like we started this small operation and everything was pretty smooth, you know, nothing really in our way. We kind of were, like, able to do kind of what we wanted 
with like the money, like put it places. But like once we started to get a little bit bigger, like certain government uh, authorities started getting involved and like kind of, kind of stirring their putting their hand into the pot and stirring it around, kind of where the money should go, where they wanted things to go, and we. And so they would obviously make things difficult if you wanted to take things in a different direction. And so dealing with that was also kind of frustrating. Yeah, and I mean, one thing which is interesting, and again, these are things that you learn, right? Um, politicians, right? Like when you're dealing with local politicians, I mean, it is in a certain sense the same in the U.S., right? When you're, when you're a politician, you want to look good. What looks good is building a new infrastructure project and being like, look at all I did. You can see it. It's tangible. It's physical. And you know I started it and I finished it. What doesn't look all that good is being like, I started an education program and uh, in 20 years it will pay off because look at how we're going to send 20, 30% more people to college or something like that, right? So, yeah, I mean, when you deal with kind of local politicians and deal with all those hurdles, it's something that you really have to to navigate around. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, you learn so much from just being down there and working with these smaller communities, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. One of the things I wanted to touch on was, like, money, I'd say it's great and all, but there's, like, two sides to it. Like, there's money, but there's also, like, the money, the things you build for the communities, the material stuff you give to them. But it's also some things I find like the conversations, which don't involve any materials, really helps and impacts the community and it even impacts yourself, the one going down there. So like money's part of it, but it's also these intangible free aspects that really help out likewise. Yeah, because, it's, yeah, it's definitely that those two aspects of charity where it's, you know, you have the funding to fund projects and food and other stuff that's needed and then you also have your own presence there to be you're actually active there instead of just being oh you know let's say we're just wiring money from another country down there that's 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 gonna have a completely different impact on the community versus actually being down there ourselves and you know putting a face behind what's happening and i think that that's something that we really felt when we went down to argentina especially in the beginning as we made these connections with these kids, especially in Via Navidad, where we'd come back and it was every single year they would remember us and that bond grew stronger over time. And, you know, it wasn't necessarily, oh, what did you bring us this time? It was more, they were happy to see us. And, you know, we were there to help, but they, they, they saw us more than, oh, what 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 things are they bringing to us materially? Yeah. yeah here, here, here's a question I have for you guys. So, like, I remember one time, I'm telling about all the work that we do with the charity to, to a group of, of family friends, right? One of my friends. I'm telling him in front of his, his family, right? And, uh, right, I mean, since they're family friends, right, you can speak a little bit more openly among each other, right? So one of the one of the siblings goes, well, what do you actually bring to the table, right? Like, you know, like I study engineering, like, you know, in my, I worked for a charity where they sent us down and like, we built up this actual building because we're engineers, so we know what we're doing, like, and we're actually using our expertise, something that's not there, right? Like, what are you guys doing? Like, you guys don't know how to build anything. You guys, I mean, I mean, Henry, you kind of know yeah. some <laughs> of the basics now, you know, yeah. uh, but like at the time, I mean, right, you were just, just starting yeah, out starting in, the, out, in that yeah. path, right? So like, right, like, what is it that we're building or what is it that we're co contributing? Yeah. And, and I remember at the time, like, 
shit, like, it's kind of right. Like, or at least that's how I felt. Like, I don't know how to answer that. Um, what do, you, what do you guys think? Oh, yeah. So I think that's a really big thing about what differentiates us because talking about the material things, we differentiate because we're not giving them the material things. Yes, it's good, but we're also teaching them. It's sort of like you get the question of as a charity, what are you giving the community? We're giving them education, a foundation to build on so they could be better. So it's not just every time we go down there, they're happy, and then we leave, they're back to being unhappy. And then we go down there the next year, they're happy again. And it's this year of unhappiness. We're teaching them, we're, we're implanting ourselves into the community, giving them this education to make them happy year-round. And even when now that when we go down there, they're even more happy on top of that. So yeah, I really think that's what differentiates us. So you think you you would say then it's your it's your knowledge of education that yeah, is actually your useful. Not just tool. here's a bunch of stuff. Go take it, run with it. It's like teach a man to fish. He eats for, or no catch a man to fish. He eats for a day. Teach a man to fish. He eats for a lifetime. Yeah. Sort of that Very going well on there. Yeah. What, what do you think, Henry? I, I agree, and it's. You know, we're 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 not as as to kind of to relate to your story. We're not engineers, or um, you know, like on a very specific like uh, charitable organization where it's oh we're doing computer programming or like farmers or something like something that we feel that we can that we all relate to. You know, is like kind of coaching. We all played sports growing up, and so teaching kids about virtue, teamwork all these things, how to be a good player that's also part of a team as a whole and that can be translated to a community or school, any aspect of your life because, of course, we as humans, we're social creatures. You're not in this alone. You should be working every day on how you relate to those around you and how you can make uh, their lives better and in turn, if they're hopefully doing the same thing, they'll make your life better. And so being able to really kind of plant those seeds and these children from a young age where they're very community minded and selfless and understand what it means to grow and look outside of yourself really kind of instills in them. And then hopefully they pass that on to other people they meet as well, because you know, these things pass on, you meet someone nice, you have a good day, they make you feel good. And then you go and be nice to someone else you see later in the day. Well, well I guess, I guess, I guess what I'm asking more deeply then is couldn't you find someone in Buenos Aires, and then they buy a $200 ticket rather than us spending a $1,000 ticket to go down to Argentina and to meet with these communities, right? Or like, so that extra 800 goes to a charity, right? Isn't that a waste of resources? I mean, yeah, if you're looking at it like from an efficiency standpoint, absolutely, it definitely is. Like we're flying from DC. Uh, I wouldn't really say so because we're the ones putting our blood, sweat, and tears into raising the money. So it affects us that more. We want to help the kids that much more. We took this – how long does it take to get down there? 12, 15? 24 hours. 24 hours. hours. Well, I, I wanted, to, I wanted so like, to get to that. Okay. I was just saying from like a, if someone's looking outside from an outside, if they're going to run the perfect, like most efficient – if they're going to run it like a business to be like, oh, we need to resource local people to help out. you know. But it's like we – in high school started and we're like, okay, let's look down there. Just so happened that it's halfway across the world. And you know, this means actually something to us. It's worth our time to go down there. Of course, like it's, we don't look at the cost to go down there and be like, oh, this is not worth it. We're going to give up. It's, it's part of, it's part of being down there. 
and it's totally worth it to us. You know, it's not the most efficient way if you want to look at it, but it's definitely, it's worth something to us. And now we can see that it's worth something to the people down there that we continue to go down every yeah, year. I mean, for me, so I think I, I, I had that perspective, Henry, but I think, I think I, I, I came to the realization that we do bring value because I think it, when I looked at it more of like, we're a startup, right? Like, you give money to a startup because you believe that they have a vision for the world that is different and is better than the main people that are already there, right? And so, like, I think that, like, yeah, if we were doing the same thing that, you know, organizations like, um, what's, what's the organization? UNICEF. UNICEF, right, where you, like, write the letter and they mm -hmm. write you back and, you know, give out clean water, build clean water pools, right? I mean, those are definitely in the works for Chris Air, and I think that, that those are projects worth going for right but if that's the, all that we did then yeah i would say like okay sure put the money somewhere else right but i think that what makes us different and you know and why i encourage other people all across the u.s all across the first world to yeah take that 15 hour flight to somewhere else or that 24 hour trip to some corner of the world that we we tend to do ourselves is because maybe you have something to bring to the to the equation that other people don't and the way that you think is different and i mean look we have the commitment to go down there every year and we're mm -hmm. committed to helping this charity and to helping these children succeed we have a perspective on education on morality on all these topics that's different from other people and i mean if the equation of solving poverty was just money right it would have already been solved yeah i mean hmm. You know, uh, there was that uh, Elon Musk tweet. Yeah, that I mean, we were talking about it earlier because there's that UN guy who like tweeted out like, "Oh, if Elon Musk donated six billion dollars, like we could end world hunger." And I mean, Elon Musk responded like, "All right, show I'll, me, show me, show me how you do it, and I'll give it right." And yeah, like, he's like, "I'll sell, I'll sell like ten percent of my Tesla stock and give you that money." And like, for I think the public opinion opined that like Elon was right. Like that was the most ridiculous tweet. Like. Yeah. Of course you couldn't solve it for six billion dollars like poverty is a thing that like has been around for all of human nature and it's not just a like a resource thing right there's food for everyone yeah. but why doesn't some people have food like yeah and i think something ridiculous was that the previous year's fundraising and budget for the un for world hunger was 500 billion dollars so mm -hmm. they it's yeah it, it's a crazy idea also right? to build on what you're saying chris there our parent organization from aid argentina does have people not in Buenos Aires, in San Juan, where we actually do it, and is getting um, the parents of the community, their they're, they're reflection, they're like, what's going on, what's working, what's not. So we do have that aspect in our charity of someone in Argentina with the community constantly helping out, asking what's working, what's not. So it's there, but on, in addition to that is us going down there and stuff. So we got the best of both worlds. Yeah, I think something that... Like, going back to this point about, like, flying down there is, like, charity is not, at the end of the day, charity is not convenient. More people, if if charity, if true charity was convenient, more people would be charitable, you know? You have to go outside of your daily, normal life to be charitable. And even much more so if you're actually going to go and get on a plane, take two weeks off of work or school, and go down to another part of the world, for some people, speak... And interact with people who don't speak the same language as you so there's that additional difficulty and being a culture that you're not 
uh, used to yet, and it's it's very difficult. And then for someone to go outside of that says much, like very much so about themselves as a person, and it reflects. And so that's why a lot of times people who do end up doing these trips come back and say, wow, like I feel like I've changed. And, you know, it sounds cheesy, but there is truth to that behind it because when you act charitable, that's where joy and happiness come from. Joy and happiness come from being charitable and living outside of yourself. Yeah, and, and I think that like that stance, right, going back to that original question, right, like why don't you just give money to a couple engineers or some people closer and that's done, right? Like you've done your charitable service, you're done, right? Like I think that that's such a naive perspective of things right like just abdicate your duty and all your your will and your mental prowess and power to to someone else just deflect it and say okay that that that's your issue i'll just throw some but some money blindly like i think this is part of the problem right like i think if we had just as much money but or less money but more people caring and bringing ideas to the table and and like going down to Argentina from the first world and trying new things and and seeing what works, what doesn't work. I mean, I think that that itself is a is a greater greater key to success than just throwing more money at it, right? And I mean, I, you know, one of the I mean, we talked a little bit about Argentina last podcast and its history. It used to be a very prominent country. Um, like one of the wealthiest in the world back in the 1900s um, and kind of has just collapsed since then. Uh, one of the great presidents, his name was uh, Sarmiento was his last name. And he was like famous and he's revered in Argentina because what he did was he went to the United States and brought back like hundreds of teachers from the United States to Argentina because he believed that education was the most fundamental way of building up a country, right? And like, in a certain sense, that's like kind of what we're doing, right? Like he brought these ideas, these perspectives, these new ways of thinking down to Argentina to transform it. Like I can think of no other better, you know, inspiration or model than what we're doing here. And I, I encourage more people to do it as well. Um, so, yeah, I mean, do you guys think that you can ever get like too big as a charity? Like where you're like, you know, just too yeah, massive like where too you can't solve too, the issue you're too political you're too bureaucratic yeah well right. i mean look yeah. look at us we're at the point we are at and where we started it was very much so we're very involved and passionate about what we're doing because we go down there imagine like you move to even just all of for example all of south america expand out of argentina like can you realistically be in all of these countries so do you, do you, do, so the you think that there's a stop? Like, well, obviously for us, like, yeah, we can't materially keep going. But like, right, let's say Chris Hare goes to, uh, you know, gets into Africa and Asia. Let's say this is an incredible, you know, we take off, mm -hmm. right? God willing, you know, we're all over the world, represent, right? Mm -hmm. Do you think that there's a point where it's like, okay, it's too big? Yeah. So we've been going through some times where it's like, do you think what we're doing is working? And us four get together, we brainstorm, we talk about that. And it only takes four of us to come with a decision. If it was this big group thing, it'd have to be this committee, talk with this committee, and then they would both have to, just these all these moving parts when it's just us four sitting down, brainstorming, and that's all it takes. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I, I, I really wonder like at what point it's just like marginal return on like yeah you can scale for too big charity, like right? there's the economic like principle we, i mean we've learned we haven't had too much money come in 
I mean, we're getting in more every year now, but it's like the right? it economy is a scale economic principle. Yeah. You get too big, it just starts declining yeah. your uh -huh. efficiency. That's well, that's what I was thinking, right? Yeah. Like, right, like every year, right? In the first, in the beginning, do we used to only go down with the money just to pay for the tickets and like clothing and like some cash to like fund projects that we're doing to like throughout buy the day. paint yeah. like to paint, paint chapels. and like <laughs> lunch and snacks for the kids and stuff yeah. like that like, yeah which in argentina is nothing like yeah. you think that that's cheap in america like it's nothing in argentina like yeah. and like the you know how much we learned right like it's yeah. been vertical growth vertical knowledge of of how these like communities grow right like i mean i feel like at one point it starts tapering off where you're like uh like too big maybe the model's too big but mm -hmm. I mean, I don't think Chris Ayer is there. So if you're listening to this, please keep giving money if <laughs> yeah, you no. have. And please donate to Chris Ayer. But no, but I, like I also we do talk to other charities, get their input and see. Yeah. Like it's not like we just push away everyone, just us. Like we're learning. We're getting experience from others, taking yeah. their experiences and growing from that. So it's because not there have, just Yeah, like, there have been other successful charities. Yeah. And we need to take the best out of all of them. And of course, you know obviously not the flaws and try to improve on it and see what works and every part of the world is different so something that might work in asia and africa might not work in south america or central america you yeah know? you just gotta put your own spin on it i think that that's like the best right like yeah. you, you listen you get as much knowledge of what other people are doing yeah. and then you put your own perspective on it and, and i think like, we'll, that's new right? like our future plan you know this little idea with the basketball camp with nick and then teaching like coaching on the side mentoring i think that that's a really unique and awesome uh, idea yep. that we have. I think that's, that's whoa, 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 whoa! Don't keep, reveal it to the fans. Keep listening. Oh, keep early. listening, and you'll find out. Yeah. I'm leaking information. Stay tuned. Stay no, tuned. Stay tuned. Yeah, we'll right. have that next one. You know, that's that, that's, that's all you get for now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, I think we're we're at the top of the hour. Well, actually, not at the top of the hour, but <laughs> you know, we're, we're we're closing up here with our thoughts. Um, but thank you if you've listened through us, through us speaking here. You know. Thank you for bearing our voice, especially Joey's. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> follow us on Instagram. Yeah, yeah follow, follow us, us on Instagram. Instagram. At Aid2Argentina. There you go. And uh, we hope to see you next month for our yeah. next podcast. God bless. God bless.